You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Okay, we're going to go into the Word of God this morning. Let's just pray. Father, we just thank you. We glorify you. We give you praise and honor. Thank you, Father, for, for your Word, which is spirit and is life. Thank you for the opportunity as well to um, come before you. To, to, to receive from you. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that your word will come with clarity. Oh, Father, let your word be clear to everyone. Let, let, Lord, speak to us. Speak to us. Change our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Yes, I'll be talking on what I call growth through f- friendship. Okay? Growth. Say growth. Growth. Through friendship. Yeah. So friendship is one of the ways that you can grow. Friendship is is part of God's opportunity to you so that you can grow. There are things. One thing about Christianity is this. Salvation is a personal thing. Okay? Nobody... Nobody can be saved on your behalf. Okay? Yeah, you have to be saved for yourself. You need to know God for yourself. Nobody can know God for you. Are you following me? Yeah, nobody can know God for you. But after salvation, there's nothing that is self. It's individualistic. It's not individualistic. Serving God, we serve God together. Walking with God, we walk with God. We work together with God. Are you getting me? Yeah. Worship, we worship together. You can do it on your own, yes, but there is something about doing it together. So that's why when you read your Bible, especially the epistles, you see every, there's so much one another, one another, one another, one another, one another, one another, one another. Read the writings of Paul. So, many people have been deceived by the, uh, by the culture, the Western mindset of individualism. And they think that Christianity is supposed to be like that. No, it's, that's not biblical. Yes, you love one another. Correct? You prefer one another. Yes? You edify one another. You encourage one another. So you see, you serve one another. So Christianity was never, never supposed to be individualistic. But I know the West, like individualism so it's me myself and I and you 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 we bring it into our walk with God and by so doing we stunt our growth we stunt our growth when we do that so one of the quickest ways for you to grow is to begin to relate are you getting me yeah, 
You need to begin to relate. You need to be relational. You are a relational being. Hello. You are not a machine. You are a human being. You are made in God's image after his likeness. And even the Godhead is made up of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Why? Just for him to be God, he has to be in a relationship. So the existence of God is in the context of relationship. And now, if he has made you in his image after his likeness, you cannot live in isolation. That's why the moment people get isolated, their lives begin to lose meaning. It begins to lose value. And you, you, you will not find someone committing suicide if he's well connected. Oftentimes, what will happen is that isolation takes place for a period of time. That person gets detached from those that love him or her gets detached, gets detached from people that can speak into his or her life, gets detached from people that can bring encouragement, gets detached from people that can bring life, gets detached from people that can bring another perspective to life, gets detached. You just need to be isolated first before you commit suicide. So even in the midst of people, you can be detached. Are you getting me? So we were never created to live alone and to do life alone. That's why even Adam, who was perfect, God made him, put him in the garden in a perfect state. God said, it's not good. It's not good. I mean, when God made man, when he finished, he saw that what he, he made was very good. All right? Genesis chapter 1, the last verse of chapter 1 of Genesis. Let's look at that. Genesis chapter 1. Let's, let's pray for this, this uh, media guys. Come on. Just release a prayer. Come on. Release a prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, how your prayers worked. Eh? You guys, man, you, you produce results in your prayers. Just for a second and your prayer just got answered. Amazing. I love this church. Yeah. Okay, let's read verse 30. Verse 30 first. Huh? Then we go to 31. Okay, of every beast of the field. Oh, no, 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 no. Go back, go back, go back. 29. God saw that every uh, is it the last verse? 31. Okay. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. This was the day he created man. He had formed man. He formed man on this day. Okay? He formed man on this day. Prior to this, God had been doing work of creation. After everything, he would say, wow, it's good. If he finishes, he would say, it's good. 
He finishes, he says it's good. Then when he meets man, he says, very good. All right? Very good. In other words, I got it right. He looks just like me. Yeah. He looks just like me. He sounds just like me. He behaves just like me. He has my DNA. He has my creativity. He has my power. He has my intelligence. He has my blood. He has everything. He has my life. So, very good. Very good. And yet, in chapter 2, verse 18, in chapter 2, verse 18, he says there, It is not good that the man should be alone. Right? And the Lord said, it is what? Not good that man should be alone. I thought he said it's very good before. Now it's not good anymore. So when God wants to upgrade you, he brings people into your life. Yeah. There are certain relationships that are God's means of upgrade in your life. So that's why friendship is a means can be a means to growth, I'm telling you. So if you will not embrace people in your life, you will be stunted for a very long time. Very long time. Especially the right kind of friends. You cannot be too spiritual to be friendly. can tweet that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. What kind of spirituality is that? Even God that doesn't need anybody is friendly. So what about you? What's wrong with you? Huh? Touch someone. Say, you need more friends. I can see that. You need friends. You need, you need, you need more friends. Yes. You need more friends. Real friends. You need more real friends. If you have real friends, they'll be sitting next to you. Yes. You have the opportunity to grow and you're not taking advantage of it. You want to be spiritual in isolation. As a recipe for suicide. Because isolation is the cousin of suicide. So there are many Christians, at the, they don't realize they are suicidal because they are alone. Yeah? So don't look at me now and say, oh, that's why, Pastor, I want to get married and all of that. That's what we're talking about. Stop going there. 
Yes, that's not what I'm... You are missing the point. That's beside the point. There are people who are married and are total strangers. Yeah. How do you solve that one? There are people who, who are married and are suicidal. Hmm? I'm not against marriage. I'm sure you know that. But I just want you to hear what I'm saying and put it in the right perspective. And stop going there. Anytime you hear of not being alone, the next thing you are thinking of is marriage. Okay, after marriage, don't you need to grow again? You need to grow. You need people in your life. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, God says, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. We only attribute this to marriage, but you don't understand that people in your life are helpers. Yeah. You can never... Listen, let's be practical now. Have you ever seen anybody that became a billionaire without the help of anyone? Hmm? Where? He's so smart, so gifted, so good. He's, I mean, he is exceptional. But then, he, he just did it on his own. And rose, rose, rose to the top. Alone. God used helpers in his life. He might not appreciate them. He might not recognize. But they are there. There's none of you here who is where you are without the help of someone. Do you agree? So, when you detach yourself and you don't learn to appreciate and embrace the opportunities to relate with people who are sent to help you, you're on your own. You're on your own. So your destiny is at stake because some people are left out of your life. Yeah. Out of your life. You're too smart for people. Hmm? Come on. You're the brightest. Huh? And the most capable. Ha. Let's clap for you. moving encyclopedia, a moving library. When you walk into the room, everybody must keep quiet. How many people like to be a friend to a know-it-all? Come on. Let me see. You, you enjoy their company? Not even one person? The moment you just, the moment they come in, you, they just expose your ignorance. And they want to show you. They want to prove it to you 
that you know nothing. Huh? You like that, right? It's a smart friend, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope there's nobody like that here. No, I, I'm sure there's none. There's none. So, friendship is an opportunity that God has given to you to grow. Alright? You grow through friendship. Through relationships. Both in church, both with the saints and the sinners. Yeah. Friendship with sinners is important. In case you don't know, you can't be a disciple of Christ if you are not a friend of sinners. I know your religious mind struggles with that because you are holier than Jesus. Huh? Are we? They make fun of Jesus. They call him names. They say, this guy is a friend of sinners. Huh? If he's a friend of sinners, and you are a disciple, a disciple is a follower. All right? If you are following Christ, where are your sinner friends? Now, obviously, you don't go to them and say, hey, look, you sinners, come, I want to. Us to be friends now. You, you don't do that, right? No, you don't do that. So what is God saying? Or what am I saying? The point is this. Anything that isolates you from people, you need to watch it. it it's, it's not as godly as you think it is. It's not as godly as you think it is. Yeah. So if you want to live a balanced life, a disciple is a follower of Christ, all right, who fellowships with the saints and fishes for men. That's a disciple. So if you don't have these three levels of relationship in your life, then you are not balanced. You are out of balance. And then you run into crisis. Why? Because if you are not following God, you have a problem. Because everybody is a follower. You are following something. Or someone. Or some trend. So, you need to follow God. Follow Christ. Follow his example. Read your Bible and see how Jesus lived and go and do likewise. Right? Then the next thing is you need to fellowship with saints. You need to come to church. You need to be in connect. You need to, you need to hang out with saints so that you can be a better saint. <laughs> right? And then you need to fish for men. You need to have people who don't believe in Jesus as part of your circle of friends. Why? To learn their ways? No. To teach them your ways. Okay? So it's an opportunity for you to grow whenever you are in 
Whenever you are in connect, whenever you are relating with someone, whenever you are uh, in friendship, it's an opportunity for you to grow. Why? Because there are things you will learn from that person. You learn from that person. And there are things you can teach that person. When you teach someone something, you grow. When you receive from someone, you grow. That's what koinonia is about. Fellowship. Okay? So, friendship is an opportunity for what? For growth. How many people want to grow? You want to stay stunted or you want to grow? Come on. You want to grow. You don't want to be a spiritual dwarf, right? Hi. Okay. Let's look at a scripture, a few scriptures before we round up. Uh, Proverbs chapter 17. Look at Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17. I like this scripture. Look at that. It says, a friend loves how many times? When the going is good. When there is money. Christmas time. A friend loves at all times. That's a true friend. Okay? When you are strong or when you are weak, a true friend will continue to love you. Yeah, at all times. When the going is good or when the going is rough, at all times. I know people that when the going is rough, they walk out on you. Well, at least I've experienced this. I'm talking, it's my experience. So don't look at me as if. <laughs> yeah. When the going got tough, they walked out on me. I thought we were friends. But then I realized, oh my word. The going is rough. And they felt, this guy has missed God. That's why the going is rough. I better leave before it affects me. Then immediately you know that's not a true friend. Hmm? Yeah. So a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for what? Adversity. Friendship is by choice. How many people know that? Friendship is by choice. You can choose to be a friend or not to be a friend. It's a matter of choice. But brotherhood, is it by choice? No, it's by blood, right? Hallelujah. So the blood of Jesus, with the blood of Jesus, we become brothers. So, when you are faced with adversity, you need a brother. You need a brother. A friend loves at all times. Yes, he loves at all times. But when adversity hits, you need a friend that can be a brother. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Is that not what they say? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, in the moment of... Because you need to understand that your friendship will always be tested. 
your friendship, every friendship, every relationship gets tested. And unfortunately, not many survive. When you used to drive that C-class, everybody wants to be your friend, right? Now, something happens, whatever, whatever, and you are not driving that C-class anymore. They don't want to even come close. They say, Ish. People shouldn't see me, you know. That's when you know whether this friend is a fair weather friend or a true friend. Some people are fair weather friends. Oh, my friend, things are so good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You're growing, you're growing. God is blessing you. I, I want to be closer. Huh? Now, when you start being tested, the same person will say, hey, this person is cursed. <laughs> and then, they walk out of your life. Walk out of your life. It happens. Some of you are looking at me. I can see that you've done that to somebody before. <laughs> but thank God for Jesus. You have repented. You know better now. Yes. So you can choose to be not only a friend but a brother. You can also choose to be a brother as well. A sister. You see, the blood of Jesus has brought us together. Let's lock shields and go through this adversity together. You are down. And because you are down, I'm coming down to lift you up. Hallelujah. It's an opportunity for growth. Because when you, when you see your friend in that situation, you can get down to that situation. And when you lift your friend up, guess what? You are getting stronger. You are growing. You are becoming more formidable. It's an opportunity for growth. It's not an opportunity to make a mockery of that person because that person is down. Then you start, becomes a subject of ridicule. No, don't ridicule people because they are down. Hmm? You want to be ridiculed when you are down? No, you don't want to. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Let's look at verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. Look at what the Bible says there. Pray that your prayer. Pray that your prayer. Quickly. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> it has worked. Okay. Two are better than one. Why? Because they have a good reward for their labor. Two are better than one. So when one feels one is better, when you feel you are better than any other person, you don't need anybody else, you are better on your own, who is deceived? When the Bible says two are better than one, you think that you are better than two. 
and he gives a reason. He says, the reason is why they have a good reward for their labor. Right? Have you heard of synergy? Yes. There is power in that. The world know the power of synergy. But some religious people can't see that. Hmm? Verse 10, it says, For if they fall, one will lift his companion. Can you see that? Yes. If they fall, one will lift his companion. I don't know times you felt so down. You're going through things and you are so down. And then there are some people that come, there's a friend that comes and the friend just speaks and it's like fresh water. Hmm? And then you feel refreshed and you stand up again and you face the same challenge but this time stronger. Say, but woe to him who is alone when he falls. Phew. So, if you are alone, God has said it is not good that a man should be alone. Okay? We saw that. Now, he says two are better than one. And yet, some people think they are better than two. Huh? But now, God is saying, woe to him. Who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him up. Hmm. Yeah. So this fall is not just a physical fall. It could be an emotional fall. It could be a spiritual fall. Do you understand? Yeah. It could be a spiritual fall. This person falls spiritually. What does he need? He needs a friend. That can take him. Hold him up. Lift him up again. That's what he needs. Some people are in the habit of making a mockery of people that fall. He trips and he falls. And he says, <laughs> Look at that. I thought you were spiritual. I thought you were strong. I thought you were a giant. Every time. Bah, 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 bah. Now look at you. What are you doing on the floor? You know what Galatians chapter 6 says, verse 1? He says, If a brother be overtaken by fault, you who are spiritual. He says, brethren, if a man is overtaken by trespass, hmm? a trespass is when you cross boundaries. Hmm? Yeah. It's a deliberate act. When you trespass, it's not, you don't trespass by accident. You trespass yeah, on purpose. That's why you see signs that say, no trespassing. Trespassers will be prosecuted. You can't say, oh, I just mistakenly trespassed into your compound. Yeah. You, you, you don't do that, right? <laughs> yeah. So if a man is overtaken by any trespass, you who are what? 
spiritual. Are you spiritual? You consider yourself spiritual. You consider yourself strong. You consider yourself formidable. You who is formidable, spiritual, strong, and standing. Huh? He says, you need to do what? Restore that person in the spirit of gentleness. So you need to lift that person up. And when you are lifting the person up, you need to be careful. Don't be proud as you do that. Do it with gentleness. Do it with humility. Come on. Correct the person with humility. Help the person up with humility. The problem with the church is that we don't know how to execute this scripture. I'm ashamed to say most of the church don't understand this verse. Yeah, we don't. Restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. Considering yourself. Can you see the wisdom of God? The reason why you should do that is for your benefit. Yeah, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Why? That person was tempted. That person was tempted. They, go, they did a blunder, yes. But you, who is spiritual, mind how you manage that. Is it okay to talk like this? Yeah. So you restore that person in the spirit of gentleness. I think there's another version that says meekness. I think it's the authorized version. The authorized King James says restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. That's right. Yeah. Meekness. You know what meekness is? You, have, you are in a position. You've got the power to crush this person. To finish this person. But meekness enables you to restrain. Exercise restraint and help this person up. Hallelujah. So you need to have this in your friendships. It's, 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 a, it's a vital ingredient that should be part of the mix of your friendships. So that when your friend falls, you don't now make the person a subject for the social media. It's disgusting when you read some things. It's disgusting. And I'm ashamed to associate with some people. May God have mercy. Hallelujah. So friendship is a means for growth. It's an opportunity for you to grow. Not just for your friend. Yeah, it's an opportunity for both of you to grow. But more for you. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 10. Let's look at that. Proverbs 27, verse 10. It says, Pray that your prayer, pray that your prayer. Come on, pray, 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 pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, Do not forsake. 27. Let's read verse 6. Verse 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. For the kisses. 
but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Hmm? I'm still coming there, but let's look at there's some, another verse I want to read. 17, sorry, verse 17. Let's read verse 17. Come on, let's read it together. One, two, three. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Woo. What do you use to sharpen iron? Do you use wood? What will happen if you use wood? It's not going to work, right? Yeah, so iron sharpens iron. So he says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of a friend. So some friends are too dull. They need you in their life to be sharp. And sometimes you are dull and you need a friend to sharpen you. To sharpen you. Make you more dangerous to the devil. If you're going to get more dangerous to the enemy, you need some friends. There are some friends. I'm telling you, in your life, they cause you to become sharp in the spirit. I have friends like that. Okay? So, because if you, if you don't have such friends, then when you become a friend of sinners, you won't have what it takes to be effective in bringing the sinners into the kingdom. So you need friends who are passionate about souls. You need friends who are passionate about the word of God so that they can sharpen you when it comes to the word. You need friends who are passionate about worship so that they can sharpen your worship life. You need friends who are passionate about the scriptures so that they can sharpen you when it comes to the scriptures. Amen? You have such friends. I know. Hallelujah. You need such friends. You need such friends. Friends that will sharpen your prayer life. You need such friends. Hmm? So, it's an opportunity for growth. Okay? So, some people, their, their friendship is more transactional. You understand? It's like, okay, you visit me five times, I visit you five times. You know, you send me five SMSs, I send you five SMSs. You know, and you're always calculating. Calculating. This, this, this friendship is not balanced. Hmm? I've sent ten SMSs, you only sent me two. What kind of... What, no, no, I'm going to withhold mine. I won't, I'm not going to send any more. Oh, come on. That's not, that's not the purpose of friendship. That's not the purpose. The purpose of friendship is to enable you to grow. There are areas of your life where your friend is stronger and you are weaker. And as you relate, the strength from your friend is imparted to you. And you get upgraded in that area. And then there are areas in your life where you are stronger. And as you relate with that friend, God uses you to sharpen that area in your friend's life. Amen?
So, friendship is an opportunity for growth. Why do I need friends? Because I want to grow. I don't want to be stunted. I need, I need friends who can hold me accountable. I need friends who can ask me hard questions. Come on. Don't you need that? Yeah. You need friends that can look at you and say, uh, I've been noticing. What is this going on? Hmm? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a new trend in you here now. Huh? Why do you keep looking at that lady like that? Every time. Every time she's around, I, I see the way your, you know, your mood changes. and your, your, Hey, what is going on? You, you need friends like that. You need friends like that. You, and you're not going to get angry and say, what, what, what are you trying to say? Don't you trust me? No, 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 no. That's a true friend. That's a true friend. That's a true friend that cares for your soul. Hmm? You need friends that will say to you, it's been three weeks now. You have not been to church. What is going on? Talk to me. What's going on? You are becoming too comfortable being away. You need friends like that. Yes. And even if they wound you in doing that, the Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Yeah. So that kind of wound is good. That kind of wound is, it, it brings healing. It's, it's, it's like the, 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 um, the, uh, the surgeon, you know, when he, when he cuts you, it's painful. But after that, you pay him some good money. Is that not so, doctor? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you, you pay him. Why? Because he's making you good. Making you healthy. It, there's pain involved. So in true friendship, there are pains. There are some pains that go with true friendship. Somebody that can look into your eye and say, talk to me, what's going on? You're not yourself. What's going on? Ask you some hard questions. Hmm? If you don't have anybody like that, you need it. That will help you to grow. That will help you to grow. Huh? You need friends, I'll say. Says for the past how many months? You've never, you've not talked about what God is saying to you. You've not talked about a scripture you've been reading. What? Is God not talking to you? Are you not in relationship with God anymore? Huh? What's going on? You need friends like that. That can challenge you. What's God saying to you? What's he been saying? You need friends out there. What did you receive from the message? You need friends like that. Hmm? Not every time is only soccer. You know? Because, because Kaiser Chiefs lost yesterday. You think, you, 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 you think it's final. Huh? It's not final. 
<laughs> it's not final. It can't be final. <laughs> yeah. You know? You guys. <laughs> you need to be more spiritual than that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So verse 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Don't be deceived that an enemy is kissing you. He's kissing you to destroy you. But a friend, even when he's telling you the truth and it seems to be cutting you, it is a faithful wound. It is a good wound. May God give you friends true friends that will tell you the truth when you need it the most. You need such friends. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.